Welcome to Exploring Boys Education, a monthly podcast produced by the International Boys Schools Coalition. I'm Bruce Collins. In December 2021, I spoke with Andrew Cowley about sustaining staff and faculty well-being in schools. Cowley offered advice for school leaders and teachers as they strive to create positive school cultures that value well-being. As a follow-up to that conversation, our focus for this Exploring Boys Schools feature is enhancing boys' well-being. In her March 2021 Edutopia article, Laura McKenna asks an important question. Are we facing a mental health crisis for boys? McKenna cites increased rates of depression for boys, with a higher percentage of teenage boys reporting anxiety and depression as major problems. McKenna writes, Psychologists and educators point to increasing pressures to succeed in school and a growing reliance on technology that can leave kids feeling isolated and vulnerable, a situation exacerbated by COVID-19. According to experts, boys can struggle more than girls because they have fewer tools to cope with emotions and stresses, and they are less likely to get the help they need. It's not hopeless, however. School cultures that destigmatize mental health issues and create safe and brave opportunities for boys to engage with their inner selves and provide support from adults to understand their needs are priceless. So many of our member schools are doing wonderful work in this regard, and I'm grateful to Upper Canada College colleagues, Scott Cowie, who is the Dean of Student Life and Wellbeing, and Laurie Fraser, Coordinator of Student Wellbeing Programs, for sharing with us their school's commitment to enhancing boys' well-being. Before we speak with Scott and Laurie, however, it's time to hand over to Amy Ahart, IBSC's Interim Executive Director for the IBSC Newsreel. Thank you, Bruce, and hello, listeners. In this Newsreel, I'd like to highlight the first in our Research and Boys' School series, which is available on demand from February 15th to 18th on our IBSC Shorts platform. St. Christopher's School in the United States will be sharing about their outstanding school-based research fellows program. Heads of member schools in South Africa can sign up now for an IBSC Ideas Lab designed specifically for heads of school and principals. And there's still spots open in our Ideas Lab for teachers of color and boys schools, which starts on February 17th. We are so excited for the 2022 IBSC Annual Conference. Join us in person from June 26th to 29th at St. Mark's School of Texas. We recently announced three of our headline speakers, David Brooks, Julie Lithcott-Hames, and Alan Stern. No matter where you come from, our goal is the same, guiding boys along the path to manhood. We hope to see you in Dallas as we forge our next steps together. For more information about the 2022 IBSC Annual Conference and our other programs, visit our website at www.theibsc.org and register today. Bruce, I'm looking forward to your conversation with Scott Cowie and Lori Frazier from Upper Canada College as they share how they endeavor to enhance the well-being of the boys in their care. Scott and Lori, thank you for joining us. Bruce, back to you. Lori and Scott, welcome to Exploring Boys Education. And thank you so much for sharing your insights on this very important topic. One of our favorite things to do on the podcast is to explore what member schools around the world are doing to best serve the boys in their communities. 
And so by way of introduction, before we dive into the importance of enhancing boys' well-being in boys' schools, why don't we start by telling our listeners a little bit about Upper Canada College, which is the school you are from, and what roles each of you fulfill at your wonderful school. Scott, let's start with you, and then we'll pop over to Laurie. Sure, and, and, and thank you, Bruce. Um, uh, just a, a little bit about our school. So Upper Canada College is, is one of uh, Canada's oldest schools and was established in 1829. Uh, we are a senior kindergarten at grade 12 independent urban boys school in the heart of Toronto, uh, one of North America's five largest cities. And we, we have a, a student population of roughly 1,240 um, with approximately 90 borders from year eight to year 12. Uh, we are an international baccalaureate continuum school offering the primary years, middle years, and diploma program um, uh, to all students. Uh, just a little bit about my role as the, as the Dean of Student Life and Wellbeing. I, I have oversight of all co-curricular programming SK to 12, um, uh, you know, the arts programming, clubs, athletics, service, internationalism, um, really any learning in the student experience that takes place outside of the classroom um, uh, would, would, would fall under my purview. Uh, fortunately, I have a great team of people with whom I work uh, that operationalize all of that programming. But the other, the other part of my role, the one we're here to discuss today, obviously, is um, it, it sees me responsible for developing an intentional approach to supporting student well-being. Uh, something I know, again, we'll, we'll be speaking of in, in detail throughout this. But um, while I would say that the student life part of my portfolio is the largest aspect, uh, I, I think many would argue that the well-being part is, is the most urgent, uh, certainly during during this particular challenging time. Um, so I'll, I'll maybe leave it uh, with that and then, and then over to Lori. Thank you. Uh, hi, it's uh, really a pleasure to speak with you, Bruce. Um, my title is Coordinator Student Wellbeing Programs. And it's a great fit for me because really uh, my role is around collaborating all the time with colleagues and with students just to continue developing well-being programming throughout the school, um, SK to 12. I also get to stay really current on well-being research and what's happening out there in the world. And I get to do a bit of writing, which I love to do. So um, yeah, it's a really exciting time to be, be doing this work. And I think an important time to be doing this work, as Scott mentioned, um, and before we started recording, Laurie, we were talking about the impact of the pandemic on on children and teenagers' well-being. And so I'm, I'm grateful for, for this conversation too. Scott, I'd like to start this conversation but about enhancing boys' well-being um, by diving in at a strategy level. Um, and I understand that well-being is an anchor point for Upper Canada College's strategic direction. I'm really fascinated to hear about that and how this has impacted your school's commitment to well-being. You know, how has the strategic intent translated into action? You know, well-being features prominently in our strategic directions and um, and and in the development of of those um, uh, strategic directions a, a number of years ago. We, uh, we went through an extensive consultation process with every uh, uh, you know, aspect and, and stakeholder in our community, um, uh, current parents, alumni, and, and, and uh, you know, students, employees, just everybody. Uh, and, and really well-being um, uh, came out as a, 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 a very a recognizable and, and leading um, area or topic that that, uh, that consultation 
um, identified as, as being critical for us. So, so it features prominently in our strategic directions, both as a standalone pillar, um, uh, one of our nine pillars, and, and also one of our five core values. And, and I would say, you know, just to answer your question, I would say one of the most evident ways to demonstrate our, our commitment to well-being um, was was really the the roles that Lori and I uh, just spoke of, um, you know, uh, this this uh, appointment of, um, uh, of of the dean of student life and well being role and and Lori's role as coordinator of student well being programming were really part of the vision and strategy um, uh, of our principles. You know, firmly believe that that you have to resource what you as an institution value, um, uh, and 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 my role and 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 Lori's role were were, were critical. Um, uh, to that, you know, how, how does how has the strategic intention translated into action? Well, um, we're really um, you know pleased to report, and we can't report on it on everything, but but our approach to well-being is is one that targets all community constituents. You know, our students through our advisory programming that, that we can touch on a little later, um, our employee programming as well, and and our and our well-being committee that has been established and set up for our employees. Um, with our parents, we have a, a speaker series. It was actually um, funded by uh, an alumni, um, our, our Casey Fellowship, it's called, um, and also our volunteer associations uh, with alumni, current parents. Um, uh, they actually developed a, a, a program through their work um, for our grads, uh, our grad success mentorship program. So we, we really see that our focus on well-being over the past three or four years has brought the community together around um, uh, the idea of, of, of how critical it is to support all members of our of our community, and uh, and we've managed to implement programming uh, to that effect. I love how you frame that the school sort of this 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 plays this core role in in every stakeholder's understanding of well being. Scott, um, Laurie, I'm interested to hear from you in your experience. You know why why is it important, or why has it been important for Upper Canada College, especially in this moment? And why might it be important for other boys' schools to have this intentional focus on the well-being of their students? Thanks, Bruce. Well, I think you know it was intent. It was we we identified it as a need intentionally prior to the pandemic. But I think everyone around the world has experienced sort of the obvious reason why well-being needs to be a focus in our lives to try and navigate these last two years, and. Uh, manage our our health and support our you know our health and our well-being so teaching skills and habits um, to youth is seems like an obvious choice um, but then especially through this last two years wow what a challenging time for teenagers and young people um, across the board for boys in particular um, I think it's really important to give space and time for boys and non-binary youth, I would say, to explore concepts of masculinity and identify these sort of outdated stereotypes of what it is to be a boy or a man and allow them to shed some of those restrictions and those, you know, parts of themselves that sometimes they start to shut down as they get older. Um, and so, you know, our advising program for sure can give space to that and um, not just conversations, but activities and experiences. And then you know, practices to, to learn more about themselves. And I think even on a deeper level, what we're seeing now um, is the connection between well-being and our pluralism work for these 
students, it's really important, I think, to connect themselves also with the greater world that they live in and how to have, you know, healthy relationships in that space. We, we have a pluralism strategy and we're looking for connections between well-being and pluralism and, you know, diversity, equity and inclusion piece. The more we know ourselves, the, the better we can be in the world around us and, um, I heard someone say the other day, you know, self-awareness is the pathway to inclusion. So, um, gosh, it's an important, important piece. <laughs> yeah, and I, th I suppose with um, with boys being or spending so much of their time on our campuses too, we have such a wonderful opportunity to to have an impact on their on their their health and well being, Scott. I was interested to to learn that UCC speaks about both responsive and proactive supporter. I love the way you've you've developed that sort of viewpoint when it comes to the well-being of boys. How do you define those terms, the proactive and responsive supports, and how do they guide your support of boys? We we all understand that there will be some people, individuals in society who require specialized expertise for support. Um, uh, you know, in in uh, one or more points in our lives. We, we all will, um, uh, you know, and, and so with respect to our responsive um, uh, supports for, uh, for students, um, you know, they're, they're really centered um, uh, around our, our, our student health services and, and, and in that area. Um, you know, we, we know that, you know, physically, if, if, you, if you sprain your ankle or, 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 or whatnot, have some type of physical injury, you're going to need that, um, uh, the, the medical, the specialized medical support to treat that. So we're, we're fully aware that that's a part of our approach to well-being and, and has to be. So indeed, you know, one of the first decisions um, made in the area of our responsive supports was to hire a school psychologist um, uh, to ensure our supports had had access to a high level of expertise and support um, uh, of their social and emotional well-being. Um, you know, so, so the hiring of our psychologist complemented, uh, you know, our existing counselors at the upper school and, and, and at the prep. Um, so that's been a, an integral part of our uh, responsive approach. And, you know, we, we're very blessed to have the, the type of resources to be able to, um, um, uh, you know, develop and, and, and build a, a health center uh, that way, we we also did an extensive review of our of our health center staffing model, out of which we 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 were able to um, designate some leadership in that area. Again, it speaks to that notion of of really resourcing what you value. Um, uh, so you know th that person ensures that our responsive supports are best meeting the needs of students within our existing well-being systems and structures. And we, we've also devoted focus and funding, and, and a lot of it is is um, uh, donor funding. Thank thankfully, to ensure our health center staff are provided with professional development to best meet the needs of students who may require specialized uh, uh, support. So we've had employees uh, have been trained in, in suicide prevention training programs like ASSIST and Safe Talk, which I think globally would be recognized. Um, and, and actually, um, uh, thanks to some donor funding uh, this, uh, this past August, all of our employees uh, went through a certified course in mental health and, and, and first aid. So um, it, it, it's been a real, uh, a real focus for us. That's our responsive um, uh, approach. Uh, with respect to our proactive approach to well-being, it's really our pastoral care um, uh, uh, you know, system and structure, which is the primary way through which we deliver this type of intentional program, programming. So you know, in support of this, and, and this is really where Lori leads 
uh, uh, us at both the upper and prep preparatory schools. You know, we, we, we restructured our advising system recently where we hired five-year level coordinators. Um, uh, we didn't have that structure. I know many schools do. Um, but again, to ensure that leadership at each grade level. And, and we've also overhauled the composition of our student advising groups, which provide for um, uh, year level specific groups now so that we can allow for age specific well-being content um, to be delivered to uh, to the students. Um, and, and I would just say, you know, one of our um, uh, one of the, the, the great things that Lori has done is just partnered with um, uh, with outside organizations uh, in in the in the space of well-being programming to deliver um, uh, some of this to our, our, our students. Again, we've got the advisory structure for that. And a real focus for us this year has been working with our, our younger students, our preparatory students. And in fact, we're, uh, you know, Lori and I just yesterday were, were in the, um, uh, working with our year seven students to deliver uh, a, a program of, of, of self-discovery um, and belonging for those, uh, for those students. So those are, those are some of the ways that we, um, that we target the uh, what we would describe as the proactive approach to uh, to well-being. I know we're talking a lot about the strategy, but I think it's really important and it's fascinating to hear you speak about this. And I know you've also developed a framework for well-being, which seems to me as an outside observer, a very useful structure for underpinning the support of boys. And I wanted to ask you, how does this framework aim to inspire each boy to make a lasting impact on his world? Sure, and, and and thank you. You've 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 quoted the last sort of part of our our mission statement there, and, and it's something we're, um, you know, we're we again we developed as part of our strategic directions. If if you don't mind, I'll, I'll just I'll just read the whole one because that actually helps in addressing what you've asked. Um, and and that is Upper Canada College provides transformational learning experiences that foster the development of head, heart, and humanity, and inspire each boy to make a lasting and positive impact on his world. And, and really, it was one of our first tasks as a well-being team was to develop a framework for well-being so that we did have, um, as much as we could, a, uh, a, a common community understanding of, of, of what we mean when we speak of well-being. Um, you know, Bruce, in my experience, many schools define their approach to well-being through, through the initiatives they run. So, you know, you ask, hey, what's your approach to well-being? Well, we have a well-being Wednesday initiative or we run mindfulness sessions. And I'm not knocking those by any means. Indeed, we have them ourselves and, and, and we call them well-being Wednesdays and whatnot. However, you know, it was, it was our intent to, um, uh, to develop a framework based on aspects of our lives as, as individuals in this world that extensive research in psychology demonstrate and have, have, have much evidence based as being directly related to an individual's level of well-being. Thus, we landed on, on 10 dimensions and, and, and those dimensions are perspective, growth mindset, accomplishment, positive emotion, relationships, resilience, meaning, other-mindedness, engagement, and, and underpinned by, by vitality. And, and these, these 10 dimensions in our framework are organized across the three domains that are mentioned in our mission statement, and that's head, heart, and humanity. So we, we feel that if students have an understanding of what it is that in, in their lives and, and experiences that they may have um, or strengths, um, if, if they have an understanding of what impacts their well-being, they'll be able to better answer you know, the three key questions that really guide a lot of what we do, any school does, I think, with, with their work with, with youth. Is you know, and those questions are: Who am I? How do I belong? And what impact can I make? 
And we feel that knowing the answers to these questions, um, you know, and, and, and even having a guide through the framework that we developed uh, will help them flourish and, and, and hopefully help them to make a positive difference in their worlds. Scott, you alluded to the fact that it's so important to have a shared understanding as a community of of well being, and you know what what would that shared understanding be for Upper Canada College? Well, Bruce, I'd I'd like to say that <laughs> that every member of our community can um, you know can can cite or quote uh, you know uh, all of the ten dimensions that we have uh, you know or even the domains I can. Um, uh, within our friends. Oh yes, I know you. <laughs> <laughs> we, those those certainly um uh you know in the direct work uh can and you're right laurie um however i think it'd be naive to think that i will say this though that um that it, it's it's been interesting to see and 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 laurie i think you you would validate this it's been interesting to see the growth in understanding um uh, even by the the use of these terms now and the use of these dimensions by various members of our uh, of our community you know students are talking about um uh, resilience and they're talking about um you know trying to find meaning and growth mindset and things like that so so it does seem to be um uh that our framework is is having an impact and is starting to take uh, hold. I mean, you know, we've we've also been strategic about that. We had, you know, one of our our um, quarterly communications, uh, sorry, uh, publications from communications uh, was was focused on well being and 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 actually included our framework and was organized by that, where there were stories about perspective, stories about relationships, um, uh, and how that impacted our community. I'll, I'll say, just um, in closing to this response. Um, you know, another uh, another piece is working with our parent organizations and, and working with our volunteer groups. Um, and, and that's a way to explicitly, um, uh, you know, have our common understanding of, of well-being out there through through these dimensions so that, um, you know, the parent organization now in, in when they're thinking about bringing in speakers or whatnot, will have a look at our framework and say, OK, what what area of well-being or what dimension? Um, is going to be fulfilled or met, um, uh, you know, through this, um, uh, through through this having the speaker here. So we really try to use it, and and we'll continue to use it as a guide for much of our programming uh, across all constituents. Yeah. Laurie, it's it's wonderful to have a great strategic focus on well-being, and Scott has outlined UCC so wonderfully. Um, and it's great to have a framework that supports the strategic focus. But I suppose the crux of any good um, idea in a boys' school is the students' experience. And I, I really am um, excited for you to share um, how well-being is brought to life for boys at Upper Canada College. And I know that's your sort of key area of focus. Yeah, it's so exciting um, and hard sometimes. But, you know, I think to, to Scott's point, as far as a shared, you know, understanding of well-being, it can be tricky because well-being can feel really subjective. And yet we know there's so many evidence-based ways, approaches, you know, ways to, to make it happen that, that are proven to be effective and helpful and good. So we're working with colleagues um, and uh, driving those dimensions forward is a really wonderful part of my work. So I think, you know, the starting point is our house system. We have a house system here that is has been proven even through our student surveys to be a, a huge support of our students' sense of belonging and well-being. Um, 
those peer relationships and a house would be integrated, you know, from students grade eight through grade 12 and at our preparatory school, um, SK to grade seven. And within that house system, that's where our advising program lives. And so it'll be students within that house in a grade level grouping for advising. And each grade level of advising has a couple of those dimensions from our framework driving the focus of what they're going to experience that year. And they were really select, you know, we, we put a lot of thought into which particular dimensions would land really well for that student, the experience they're having at that grade level. What are they going through socially, emotionally? What what are the academic demands of the IB program for them at that time? You know, and and physiologically, what's happening in their brain and their body and what might they need, you know, to be exploring. Um, so that was really exciting to line that up. And so, you know, it's been a challenging two years to launch this new program and try and get those dimensions as the focus of their time in advising. And yet it's probably been the perfect time because it's never been more needed or more obviously needed maybe um, for this kind of work to be happening. So it starts with advising and, and, and those, those grade level experiences and dimensions. But then it goes beyond that, right? So what we found has been really helpful is when we connect those grade level experiences with other areas of student support, the health center, um, when our psychologist comes in or our counselor um, to do special conversations with the students around mental health or our university counseling department with our older students, because that really matters to them. So you can talk about being all you want, but if you remain in this silo, it's not really going to be meeting the students where they're at. Um, and then, of course, through our co-curriculars and a huge component is our service work, you know, um, helping them find meaning and purpose and taking action in that space is also really important. So in general, it's all the overall student experience. Yeah, I think I think a key point, um, Laurie, is for people who are going to be listening to this is, you know, having listened to how um, this focus on well-being has been implemented at UCC, I think. It's key for us to understand what you've learned in the process. You know, what might be helpful to listeners as they consider their own initiatives? You know, what, what advice do you have for, you know, for those who are listening? Well, I think what we've learned, and Scott kind of mentioned this in his conversation too in the earlier question about, you know, connecting with parents and connecting with employees and connecting with students, that it's really about casting a web that is authentic as opposed to trying to project something onto and giving space for initiatives or discussion or experiences to come through. It's about connections and collaboration um, and, you know, giving students voice because they know what they're experiencing. So listening and finding, you know, authentic ways. And I think also not being too tight with it. You know, when we when we try and box something in, because it makes it makes a nice chart. The framework makes a really nice chart. And Scott and I have had some pretty funny conversations about it because I insisted that the columns on the image of our framework be be dotted lines between the ones that are lined up under head and heart and humanity, because it's really about the interconnection between all three of those. And you don't have one without the other. They really it's how do they function together? And so I guess it's about having clarity but not being overly narrow in your approach. And it will feel different for different people in different ways. And that's, that's key. So 
yeah, spreading the web, connecting, collaborating, and 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 finding clarity within, I guess, the constellation of things that make well-being. And for me, Laurie, just listening to both you and Scott Chair, I think for me, probably really important is the intentionality piece. <laughs> is yeah. is having an intentional focus. Yeah, and being intentional and 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 sticking with it because mm. in a school there's so many competing priorities right we're here to learn but we can't just learn and then fail life we need you know so believing in it and and championing the work of people who are doing really good things and letting that grow and stay with it yeah and and just keep doing it because you know the kids will tell you they need it and they want it yeah you know, I'm I'm just so warmed by the work that that you're you're doing for your boys, and I know other boys' schools are doing um, similar work. And and I really, you know, this is a moment in time, as we said right up front, where where boys really need this opportunity to engage with their inner selves, and it's so wonderful to hear what you're doing, Scott. I wonder if, in closing, you have any insights that you might be able to share with other school leaders about the intentional implementation of well-being programs. Yeah, well, and and look, I uh, our approach is one approach and and our approach we we've tried to be very intentional about um, uh, aligning it as I identified earlier, you know, with our strategy, with our mission statement. Um, so, you know, as as far as um, uh, you know, perhaps some insights. I, I would say that would be one of them. Just, just that, as a school, when you are considering how you might approach well-being, and and, and we use that term approach very intentionally because we we didn't want to, you know, sort of buy a program off the shelf and then try to fit it within our school culture. Um, certainly, we have that. You know, we have aspects of our programming that involves outside providers and programming. Um, uh, you know, from from those organizations. But it, I really do think it needs to be something that is unique to, um, to to each school's culture and whatnot. So, you know, that would be one insight. I think a few others, as I mentioned at the start, um, it really needs to be fully incorporated into um, strategic directions of, of the school. I mean, I think, um, uh, you know, and, and resourced accordingly, as I mentioned. Uh, so, you know, we were very fortunate um, uh, you know, to have a leader and, and our principal um, uh, fully committed to to the value of well-being uh, in our lives, and um, and and as such, you know, you you see it sit prominently, and I think it has to um, uh, be be that deeply rooted as part of your um, uh, your, your your school's uh, strategy. Um, just other pieces, um, PD for employees. We've we've done. I mentioned I mentioned the mental health first aid um, uh, for all of our employees. Uh, when we first launched, uh, I guess about uh, three, four years ago now, uh, we also provided um, a full day of PD um, uh, for all of our employees. We had um, uh, Dr. Matthew White from uh, uh, from the University of Adelaide come in and lead uh, our employees uh, in in a full day session on well being, um, uh, which which was uh, you know invaluable. Um, measurement is key. We have we have surveyed. Um, uh, our students year six through year 12 uh, every year since we've started, uh, you know, different surveys. And we're now landing on on one that we that we hope to use for sort of a longitudinal study study um, uh, with students. But, um, you know, these these are all pieces, I, I, I'd say, you know, um, 
uh, as you're as you're mapping it out, um, uh, you know, really try to stick to evidence-based and well-researched findings as well. I mean, we you know we look to to experts in the field like like Martin Seligman and, and his theory of, of positive psychology and you know, Carol Dweck and growth mindset. So so look to those experts. Um, uh, you know, develop great teams. Uh, work with other schools, and you know, as Lori you know said earlier. Um, uh, stick with it because there there are a lot of competing priorities, but um, but we know how critical uh, this one is and, and and how fundamental it really needs to be to uh, to the student experience at, at any school. Well, I just wanted to add to the great points that Scott was making that the school has done that is intentional is timetable it. You know how you how your student walks through the day will declare, you know, makes, yeah, that if it's not in your timetable, if there isn't space made for this to happen, then it, it, it won't just necessarily occur, right? So that intentionality is put it in your day-to-day -day time. And the other thing that the school did really well, I think, is along the PD line is take care of the employee well-being. And, you know, I, just an interesting thing we did at the end of last year, coming off a really tough year. Toronto was in in lockdown, and the kids were remote virtual learning for almost the entire year last year. And there was a lot of grief, and we knew that. And the school gave, um, you know, a session around grief therapy to all the year twelves because they were grieving the end of what should have been a whole bunch of rituals and rites of passage. And then to our grade sevens, because that's an end of time for them before they come to the upper school. And then they extended that same space. And, and um, it wasn't really professional development, but it was professional gift of, of uh, shared grief. What, was, what has this year been for, for teachers, for people working in education in any capacity? And those kinds of um, experiences and offerings from the school just, you know, then resonate into a, a healthier community and culture. So those are, th those are really important, too. I love the way you ended that, Laurie, you mentioned healthy community and culture. And in listening to you and Scott just share so authentically about this program and with such passion about the program that you are implementing, um, I, I think, you know, that's that's the, the key takeaway for me is is we need to walk, work towards those, those healthy communities, the healthy cultures and support our boys in whatever way we can. So I want to thank you both for your time. I know you're both very busy, um, but it's been wonderful for me to get some insights into Upper Canada College and the wonderful programs um, that you have in place to enhance the well-being of, of your boys. So thank you so much, both of you. Thank you. Thank you, Bruce. And 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 thank you, Bruce. And, and I'll just, you know, say that if if uh, if listeners out there do want to connect with uh, with Lori or me, um, uh, we are more than happy to um, uh, you know to speak and, and and to share experiences and whatnot. Uh, we, we feel that that is such a critical part of, uh, of of being an educational community. So so please feel free to reach out if uh, uh, if, if you'd like. Sage advice from both Scott and Lori. Again. I'm grateful for their contribution to our shared understanding of our support of boys, particularly in these times. In turn, IVSC is here to support you and your school as you serve the boys in your care. Please don't hesitate to reach out to us. Until next time, keep safe and well.